Welcome to the SUP Podcast with your hosts, Louis and Moitze. Every week, we ask each other what's up with our businesses. What are we struggling with? What's going well? And what interesting things from the world of bootstrapping do we have on our minds today? Follow along, and if you like what you hear, support us by leaving a rating or review in the podcast app of your choice. On with the show. Hey, Moitze, how's it going? I'm a little bit exhausted, but doing pretty well on my end, though. What about you? I'm not too bad. Not too bad. Thanks. Why all the uh, why all the exhaustion? Yeah, so I had a really fun time yesterday. I was on the racetrack, actually, in Czech Republic, probably uh, doing one of the last track days of the season, considering my husband and I are into cars, both of us. So it's kind of, it's been great, but I'm a little bit sad at the same time, probably because because of COVID, everything is closing down a little bit here, at least in Central Europe, as you probably know yourself as well. So yeah, but exhausted in a good way. Yeah, everything hurts. It's not being, uh, it's not uh, 30 years old, not fun. <laughs> Oh, I, I don't ruin it for me. I've got another year and a half until I'm not, not even a year and a half, mm. another 13 months until I, until I find oh, that out the hard way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> you'll get here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I, I already feel the, the tiredness when I try and do crazy things like walking up two flights of stairs uh, while carrying oh. some books. So yeah, I'm, I was, I was uh, standing yesterday the whole day and sitting a little bit and even that exhausted me. So not, not fun. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And uh, what else have you been up to? I know last time we talked, you set as a goal to finish by now to, to finish the the Facebook ads quiz that you were working on. Yeah, and I actually did that. The confetti noise and explosions and cannon Woo! sounds. And, yeah. <laughs> So it was actually really fun to do. So when I started doing the quiz, I was like, I really got into it. And just like in, in an hour, an hour and a half, I had it all written. And then it was just me um, writing the email that will go out with the quiz. So I have my first email ready to go, essentially. And uh, I tested my husband. So he, my husband knows a little bit about Facebook advertising because I, tell him about the (laughs) features of Facebook ads all the time. I don't know why we have an interesting relationship. However, I tested his knowledge yesterday only to see like how many things he'll get right. And he only got one right, which is essentially what I'm going for. So I hope that people, my, my goal is for people to somehow realize that there are a lot of things in Facebook ads manager to be discovered. So I think that it's a really good and interesting quiz and people will learn a lot from it and kind of get excited about the whole thing of me relaunching the science of Facebook ads. So the video course. Awesome. And are you recording the answers to that for each uh, subscriber somewhere so that you can kind of tailor maybe some of the the content and stuff to them? Yeah, I, I, I don't have it. So I just have it in written form right now. So I didn't technically set it up uh, like on my webpage or anything like that, but I will actually record everything. So I'll record all the answers and then hopefully not only will I be able to tailor the email sequence, but I'll also be able to tailor any Facebook ads that I will launch for, for the course. So for example, if I'll see based on the answers that they are 
let's say, struggling with targeting a little bit. They don't really know about all the opportunities Facebook ads manager offers when it comes to targeting. I'll be able to tailor the message around targeting and for example, rediscover new ways of targeting with Facebook ads manager when buying the science of Facebook ads and so on. So it's really exciting for me. I haven't really done a lot of these like tailor and personalized ads in a while. So yeah, I'm really excited about it. Awesome. Sounds like wheels within wheels within wheels, Facebook ads for Facebook ads for Facebook ads. Yeah. It's like a cash 22 of some sorts. (laughs) Sure. When you say Facebook ads, are you talking about Instagram as well? So uh, yeah. last so, time I did Facebook ads, Instagram wasn't really even a thing for adverts. So mm-hmm. I, yeah. I all, yeah, I, I also kind of include Instagram ads into the whole course, but I, I, I mentioned, for example, how you can update the format to be Instagram friendly and how to do it and how to crop images in Facebook and so on. Uh, because the principles of advertising are kind of the same. Uh, it's all like Facebook owns Instagram. So it's all pretty much the same platform essentially. And the principles of advertising are the same. There are like some Instagram specific things that I also mentioned in the course, but I don't necessarily sell it as an Instagram ads course because the emphasis is definitely on the Facebook ads. That's so interesting. I'm going to have to look into it. It's uh... Mm-hmm. So different to the the old days of when I I last looked into it, when it was basically Instagram was just a an option where there were a few people that you could also send some some ads to in a square format. That sounds uh, sounds like it's changed a lot. Oh yeah, like now you have the Instagram stories. If if you use Instagram on a regular basis, you see those Instagram story ads all the time. So that's a thing as well. And I do mention that in the course uh, too. But yeah, if you haven't advertised, if you haven't used Facebook ads in a while, oh, you definitely missed a couple, a couple of updates. So you have to refresh your knowledge with my Facebook ads quiz. <laughs> I definitely will. I definitely will. I'm, I'm very interested in, in proving that I have the, the lowest score of, of everyone who's going to take it. I'm, I'm happy oh. with that. I'm, I'm oh, resigned to my fate. I don't think you'll have the lowest score. Like my husband only got one answer of all the 10 right. And he knows a lot about Facebook ads. So you'll have to test it to see. Anyway. What else has been going on? Oh yeah. First. Yeah. I also closed another client. So that's been, that's been good and still haven't signed a contract with the contractors, but I think I'll get that resolved in the next week. So hopefully by uh, next week, as we, as we talk, I'll already be working, I'll already be working with the new contractors and we'll have more time to work on my relaunch on my course relaunch. So we'll see about that. Awesome. What about, what about your week. I know that last week we talked about ConvertKit and we talked about how you're (laughs) spending most of your day on doing the calls. So what have you been up to this week? Has that kind of died down a little bit? Yeah, I I don't know. So I I think last time I said I would be happy if I could even start working on some, um, like some resources. And, and get one or two of them done because I had goals uh, for the for basically f- for finishing Q Q3, which just finished kind of as we're recording finished yesterday. And yeah, the convert kit stuff finally started to die down. We actually made the decision to switch basically everyone over instead of them having to do an onboarding call with us. Oh. We decided to let them self-serve if they want to. 
which has, has helped a lot. So I have time again, um, <laughs> still dealing with a lot of customer support from those people trying to get set up, but that's fine. That's good. That's one of the, just one of the parts of running the business. Uh, and also my, my co-founder Manuel's back from holiday, which is nice. So we can actually fix things if they're, they're broken and I can talk to him at regular times and don't feel bad about contacting him when, when stuff breaks even though, you know, I like to point out he's the technical one of us or he's the more technical one of us. So uh, when stuff breaks, it is his fault anyway. So yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been good. Most of the stuff I've done so far has been around planning this week. And I've also started sketching out some of the, the stuff maybe we'll talk about a bit later, which is kind of resources for basically for customers to help them be successful with the product. Probably very similar to how you're helping people do better Facebook ads. Yeah. We kind of have to do the same thing for our own product because it's also a channel, but we're kind of the, <laughs> it's as if Facebook were creating that content uh, instead of instead of you, right? It would be, be lovely if we were big enough to have a, a really clever person come along and make a business out of teaching people how to use Sparkloop, but I don't think we're, we're quite there yet. Um, yeah. That's the main thing that I've been uh, doing this, this last couple of weeks. And, and how are you approaching that content planning i would love to hear about that <laughs> yeah it's, it's been interesting and it's been interesting partly because i have a kind of just from doing the courses i have kind of a, a process where i i go through you know where i'll do it face to i'll do it myself first then i'll do it uh so i'll w walk through it as if i were the, the customer needing to learn it then i'll teach it face to face a couple of times which i've been doing mm. with the onboarding calls then i'll draft it out and kind of deliver it live and realize what's not making any sense. And then I'll go back and turn that into kind of bullet points and then turn that into lessons and, you know, make sure it's got all the components it needs to be kind of educationally useful and interesting and motivating and that, you know, people are responding and, and getting the most out of it. So I'm kind of going through that now. My co-founder is also helping because he has a lot of experience as well with the, the actual kind of the product side of stuff and how to mm -hmm. you know do all the stuff. And it's interesting to see how he has a, a slightly different way of, of approaching it. So we're kind of trying to, to mesh those together. And then basically I'll take it away and turn it into hopefully something that, that people will find useful. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a lot of kind of testing in the beginning, seeing what kind of format works, what answers need to be, uh, what questions need to be answered, and then kind of extracting the idea and kind of the central idea and uh, creating content out of that. Yeah, I, I kind of do it almost. I don't know if, if test-driven development says anything to you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I kind of have like test-driven copywriting almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas I spend so much time on trying to understand, okay, what are people's goals? What does this like content as a whole have to help them achieve? How will I be able to notice if it helps them do that or not? What objections would they maybe have? And then I'll break that down into the, the constituent like individual lessons. You know, what does this part, what do they have to get out of it? What are they coming in for? Uh, what motivation do they need? Blah, 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 blah. What objections? And then I'll put that together uh, and kind of, you know, just go through and keep checking, okay, did I satisfy this bit? Did I satisfy that bit? And bullet point it out and then just turn it into, into text or into video or whatever. And that tends to, you know, I, I never write amazing copy. I'm definitely not a, <laughs> a great copywriter, but it just tends to, you know, to work because I've kind of planned out what, what will work. So that's kind of been my, my stumbling into, into how I do this kind of stuff over the last couple of years.
Yeah, absolutely. I think I definitely use the very similar approach when I was creating content and video and the whole format for the science of Facebook ads. So th that's why it took me so long to develop because I was trying to like listen and learn more about what people are asking about, what people want to know. And then when you have all that kind of laid out, my course constructed itself. So it was like, you get to know your target audience, you get to know your customers and um, you have all the content needed actually. So. Yeah, that's something I, I always find that really interesting and kind of, it blows my mind in a way and I don't want to, uh, you know, overstate it, but when people, other founders or, or course creators or anyone will reach out to me and just say, Hey, can I get some feedback on this email I've written or this email sequence or this blog post I've written? And they'll just send over the bullet points or they'll send over the blog post and mm -hmm. I can do absolutely nothing with it. Cause I'm just sitting there thinking, well, okay, who's this for? Why have you written it? What's yeah. the goal? What are they worried about? If you don't give me that information, then how yeah. am I supposed to even begin to say whether it's, you know, to give any feedback on it at all. And it's, yeah. it's just so interesting to me when people send that over and I'll say, okay, well, what's this, this, and this, you know, what's the goal, who's reading this and what do you want them to do afterwards? Yeah. And why aren't they doing it before they read this thing? Like, why would you have to give them in the first place? And they just look at me with this blank expression. Like I've never thought about this. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and I just think, oh boy, this is going to be, this is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. I think that's kind of the, the foundation of all content creation is like you said, you got to know who you are writing or developing content for, uh, what stage they're in, what are they asking about, uh, what do they want to know? And that should be your foundation to build upon. So absolutely agreed. Yeah. I'm sure that must be something that you must be way better than I am as well, because you know, I, if I'm writing or creating content, it's normally emails or long emails and blog posts and mm -hmm. stuff. I have a lot of time to, to have a lot of space to get that across. If you're doing Facebook ads, then you have to do every, kind, of, kind of, you have to understand all that way better and have, you know, the attention grabbing stuff way more than I do. And you yeah. only have a limited space and limited text and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. But again, uh, like I, try to create all of my content based on what people are asking about. Uh, so not to make it from scratch. And I think then like the content writes itself. So it's always, I think people find it engaging when you are answering their, their questions. Even if I don't, if, even if I think that a content piece is going to be boring, if it's based on something that people are asking about, they're going to find it interesting. So. Yeah, I think mm. a lot of people from the Sales for Founders course would recognize lessons or, or segments or emails and stuff basically as conversations we've had where they've asked mm -hmm. questions and most of the wording is just what they they said or my remembrance of, of what they said. That's so interesting. So what are you what are you thinking about at the moment then? What's kind of on your mind apart from uh, getting a daily night and Yeah, so right now as I mentioned at the beginning, I'm reopening the science of Facebook ads. And if anyone that's listening has been following my journey for this, from the science of Facebook ads, they know that the first, when, when I opened enrollment for the first time, when I launched a course, it was really successful. I made 10 K in the first two days. And then this, I think then I reopened it. I think it was one more time and it wasn't as successful as I 
thought it will be. So, I mean, it was, it was quite good. So even like with the very low amount of work, I haven't done a lot to, when I opened enrollment again, my goal was to do, I think 5k, I got 4k, which is like, it's around there, but still I wasn't as satisfied as I would be if I would actually reach my goal, uh, or even got closer to 5k, uh, mark. So this time I haven't set any goals. However, I am thinking about like how to make this relaunch reopening effective. And one of the things that I was thinking about when I opened the enrollment the last time was like affiliate marketing. So I had a couple of people reach out to me and I have a couple of people that I personally know, just a list of possible affiliate affiliates. And now I'm just thinking about is with a limited time, how could I approach that to make it effective and to squeeze a little bit more sales out of that? Or if I just maybe should focus on the content and not like with the limited time that I have, which is I'm trying to open enrollment in the beginning of November, if I should just focus on other things and scratch affiliate marketing for now. Yeah, that's such an interesting one. The, the second launch of your course, was that the one that you kind of documented with those videos yes. on YouTube with Amy and Alex? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah okay. I think like the Changing Gears episodes that mm. I did with Amy Hoy and Alex Hillman, that's the one, like I, str- uh, I struggled a lot uh, with that relaunch. And I think like I have a feeling that this one will be slightly better because I stayed engaged with my audience all the time throughout the year. So I was emailing them regularly as opposed to, the year before where I really wasn't doing anything. And yeah, I think that it'll be better. But I was think after after that year, I was thinking of stepping it up with affiliate marketing. And a lot of people also recommended this, but I haven't really prepared for it until now. And I I have been a part of affiliate sales. For example, I know how it works. I know that, for example, People that are uh, trying to onboard you as an affiliate, they typically send you like a bunch of documents with a bunch of emails and promotional emails that you can use when promoting the product to your audience. However, like I don't like honestly, straight talk, I don't have time to do that right now. So yeah, kind of thinking about this, should I even do it or should I just scratch it again and then prepare for it maybe in six months time? Yeah, it's it's such an interesting one. I mean, I've I haven't done affiliates for a course before. We're setting up partnerships and affiliates now for Spark Group. That's one of my my goals for the next six weeks. I've actually run partnerships and affiliates at a, a larger company for a couple of months. That was kind of my my only real job, and I've done it for e-commerce as well. It you know if you, if you don't have enough time, one thing that worked for me, I. Th- think better it's so difficult to tell right because you do see people who the thing is you you hear about affiliates when when they're really successful right so ryan (laughs) cult he does so much he makes so much on affiliates from his courses they they work really well for him but then for every ryan there's nine other people who get maybe three sales from affiliates total and i i do think it is one of those cases normally where if you have to incentivize people with with money then you're going to have to really make it really easy for them to to kind of share it and create a lot of content for them in general that's that's what i've seen one thing that i did not realize i was doing the first time i created sales for founders and worked really well and i will now 
pretend that it was a kind of a a decision, a calculated decision that I made on purpose (laughs) is to invite some people with the same kind of audience that I had to create short snippets of videos or to come on and do some kind of co-promotion with me. So maybe to create a five minute video for the course on a specific topic or as a teardown Mm. or something like that. Often they were also selling some kind of course or some kind of product that was related. So, you know, close.io as a sales CRM. Uh, I would have someone from their team on to talk about it and to share some insights in a short video on how to use CRMs. They would then share that with their audience, which is about 50 times larger than mine. And it was completely free, but it was in their benef- to their benefit as well, yeah. right? Because they were getting in front of, of my audience and then also everyone else's audiences, the, you know, the other people that I was partnering with as well. And they didn't have any affiliate kind of, you know, there was no money kickback for them. They were doing it cause, just because it made sense and because they had the, the same audience. And it actually reduced, like it increased the amount of content and value I could provide to my customers at Sales for Founders. And also it reduced basically the the amount of time I had to spend on creating content yeah, yeah. because I could get them like, you know, instead of me writing about cold emails, I could get someone who does cold email courses and cold email consulting to put together basically like the basic version. And if you want to learn way more about this in-depth topic, then hire me or come and, and talk to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that worked super well for me. But again, I have no idea if that would. Yeah. For you. I think now with again the limited time that i have i would probably just stick to what i know best meaning writing content like badass content for uh the people on my email list and then launching some facebook ads and then in six months time which is probably about the time that i'll reopen uh the enrollment again i can pro like i would be interested in that kind of approach that you just mentioned like doing some uh joint videos joint content and get get this in front of as many people as possible and it's a i think a win-win situation but definitely again probably not something that i would tackle with this short and limited time that i have until my next enrollment Sure. Do you have, so are you, are you going to open up affiliates at all then? Or are you just going to, to leave it? I, I think I'm going to leave it closed. Me, like I'm using Podia for, for that's where I host my, my course. And I know that they have an affiliate option within the, within Podia where each of your buyers so the customers that bought my course, they can be affiliates. So maybe I'll just mention to them and do a little bit of material just for them uh, saying, hey, if you liked my course, here's an affiliate link and you can recommend it to your friends and so on. And but I'll I don't think I would def, I, I would do any outside affiliates because if I want to do it, I want to do it properly and not half-ass it. <laughs> so I'll probably skip that for now and just, like I said, focus on the content. And then I can I can always expand to outside affiliates in the next couple of months when I prepare for the next enrollment. Yeah, of course. That sounds sounds great. I don't know if you if you want some some ideas just based on, <laughs> on stuff that I've tried with with sales for founders, kind of similar, you know because I use Podia as well. Uh, I've never used their mm-hmm. affiliate thing. I was just never quite, I never quite was sure whether, you know, whether that was a good idea or not. I have nothing mm-hmm. against affiliates, but it, uh, I wasn't sure whether it was kind of the right fit for my audience. They're very technical people who mm-hmm. don't love the idea of affiliates a lot of the time. One thing I did was ask them just to share on Twitter once they signed mm-hmm. up. That worked fine. I recently 
plug for you know <laughs> plug for spark loop uh, yeah that, that worked really well that grew my audience <laughs> by a, uh, by i think by by 50 percent basically in, in three days that worked really well something else i did that was maybe a bit closer to affiliates uh, that i haven't done since then but i should probably do again is basically when people signed up you know if they were paying whatever 200 500 for the course uh, and this wasn't, these, these weren't live courses. This is, you know, it's all pre-created yeah. videos and stuff. So it, it doesn't really matter to me how many people are, are in the course at one time. What I would do is I would say, okay, you know, you've just signed up for an extra $50 or for an extra $100. You know, you basically have this coupon that you can give to one person that nice. gets you the course for $50 or $100. And the idea behind that is it gives you a, a kind of like an accountability buddy someone from your team maybe who would also be interested who you think should also have access to this like a you know if you're a marketer buying it you know on your yeah, company's yeah. time then you can say okay well yes i'd like my you know my friend or whoever it is to also have access to this and uh, a surprising number of people took that and it, it ended up making you know that uh, <laughs> they weren't people who were already on the list and it, it worked out really well so i should probably revisit doing that as well it's a oh, good definitely. reminder for me yeah, and like some really good ideas um, in there. <laughs> For example, when you said that you have like share on Twitter uh, feature or whatever, I was like, why am I not doing that at all? <laughs> so definitely need to revisit some of the aspects when it comes to promotion. Like when they when people sign up, uh, what can they do to help me spread the word a little bit? Yeah, so, well, yeah. those of us who aren't good enough at Facebook ads, we need to find some way to, <laughs> to build our audience so we don't all have those skills. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so tell me tell me more about what's on your mind right now. What are you working on? Yeah, I mean, we, I think we touched on a lot of it actually before. So again, most of this week has been spent planning. We we tried a three-month plan against my my wishes and we did find out that that was a tiny bit too long for Sparkloop. Mm-hmm. we're still moving a bit too fast for that we'll probably you know revert to that in the future when things are a bit more stable so now we're trying to basically a six-week planning cycle we have some product stuff that I, I won't get into here because we're already not the shortest episode that we've done so far but <laughs> yeah kind of my main goals for the six weeks are setting up our partnerships and the big thing that I have that's really worrying well it's not worrying me but that is kind of my main focus for this six weeks is I think maybe I touched on it last time. Basically, our onboarding is now as good as it can, well, it's never as good as it can be, but it's good. Uh, People Mm -hmm. will be able to technically get set up with our product with Sparkloop very easily and very quickly. The problem is, in the same way, it's it's very easy to technically get set up with Facebook ads, I assume. But then it's very difficult to get good results with Facebook ads. (laughs) That's the same with us. It's an education gap. It's mm-hmm. a motivation gap to a certain extent to keep trying and to lower your expectations in a sense until you understand what your audience wants. So my main focus now is, okay, we're getting people in the door. We're getting them onboarded. They're not getting results if they're not getting on phone calls with us where we're basically consulting them to get the results. So that's great for the, you know, the larger customers. They're all pretty much happy. But mm-hmm. we also have smaller customers who are coming in who we just can't devote the time to that. And they also don't really want to get on phone calls with us, to be perfectly honest. They'd rather do it by themselves. So we're trying to put together basically a free course that at the moment we're calling the Referral University, where we basically teach them how to do this stuff. And we're probably actually going to give them that before they even sign up. And it's kind of, you know, instead of you, you can either go ahead and pay for the product straight away. We don't have a free trial or a freemium or anything, or you can take this 
course that will be over two or three days, like four or five emails, send us basically, you know, kind of like a, a checklist that you've done, show us that you've thought this through, and then we'll give you a free month's trial or something like that. So that there's some incentive for them to actually work out whether they'll even be able to get value out of it and how to get the best value so that fewer of them are the smaller ones are churning. That's the, mm-hmm. the main thing I'm working on over the next couple of weeks. So just like uh, pl- planning the content or are you already actively working on the content? Yeah, we're already actively working on the content. So we've nice. pretty much planned it out. Uh, that was what I was doing last week. Now I'm starting mm-hmm. to, to actually put it together and to try and think about, okay, how do I make this not just good quality content, but how do I make it engaging and interesting yeah, yeah, and yeah. make people actually use it? You know, how many courses do you kind of <laughs> buy or start reading and then never actually yeah. use? Yeah, exactly. That's the, the difficult thing right now is uh, all that kind of, well, I'm trying to think of the word for it. You know, it's it's kind of, uh, I, I can't remember the word, you know, the, the, it's what teachers are good at, right? Or teachers get trained to do is to, to, to create kind of this content and lesson plans and all that kind of stuff that kind of me, at least from the, you know, from the kind of the, the course creation world doesn't really have any uh, proper training in, in how to do that. I know not to, to mention them again, but I know Amy and Alex at 35500 spend a lot of time on that and they've gone really deep on it, but I definitely, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a bit weak there. So something to think about. Well, good luck with with the writing. I know that's a, a difficult and time-consuming task, but you'll you'll get there. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's I, I enjoy doing it, and we've we've written yeah. about this quite a lot, right? So we're kind of pulling it in from different sources. Yeah, yeah. We've written it to a certain extent, like in our support documentation, which is absolutely the wrong place for it. So now I'm kind of pulling that out and turning it into something for people who have a slightly different awareness level, right? It's not how do I fix this thing that's gone wrong? It's how do I get you excited about trying out this thing? So that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's me. That's kind of my my next week. I want to get the the first draft done over the next week. Hopefully set up a couple more partnerships for Sparkloop. And yeah, that's basically it. There's a small thing I'm working on for sales for founders, which uh, hopefully will be be out there by then as well. But but I think that will be that will already be out, so there's not really much point in talking about it on the <laughs> on the podcast. How about you? Oh, what are your plans yeah. for the next couple of weeks or for the next week? Also, also content creation, like you. <laughs> so I'm I have to write more emails for for the relaunch. So I have the first one ready, and I have to definitely flesh out at least two of them, two more. So I'll have them. Uh, so I won't work on them. Uh, one day before they have to go out. And considering that I have been kind of absent this week for two days, so that was yesterday and the day before, I hopefully, I'm hoping for more focus time next week to get that done. So again, just content creation. And let's, let's see, I think the, let me take a look. I think that next week as I think we're going to talk on Tuesday, but I think that on Tuesday, it also, it's also the day when the quiz goes out. So hopefully I'll see, I'll, I'll be able to share some results with you already. <laughs> Brilliant. We can, uh, we can go through it live if you want. I can, can tell everybody just how, how little I know about Facebook ads. Awesome. That would be, that, that, that would be an interesting episode. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, anything else to add for, for today? <sighs> I think that's all uh, from my end. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, I've already talked way too much, so let's get back to it. We've got a lot of writing to do and Mm -hmm. I'm going to go and secretly spend all my time learning about Facebook ads so that I can wow you with a, with a three out of 10 on Monday. 
Oh, oh, okay. I'll, we'll, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. <laughs> Can't wait to test you. <laughs> I know who I have to bribe. I know your husband's already taken it. So, uh, I can, uh... I can always create a new quiz and not even tell him about it. So <laughs> brilliant. Well, uh, I will, I will, so. I won't add that workload to your, to your stuff to do. You mean you won't add that workload to yourself, like learning about Facebook ads and everything. <laughs> That's, I, that's a lot more challenging than creating a new quiz. If I'm if I'm willing to spend three hours arguing on Twitter instead of doing work that would make me money and make me happy, then I'm very happy to waste an afternoon <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just to, to pretend that I know what I'm talking about for a podcast. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I think on that note, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's wrap it up, it up and leave it. Yeah. And, uh, we'll talk next week. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This was The Sub Podcast. If you have any questions for us, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. You can find Louis at LouisNichols underscore, and you can reach out to me, Moitza, at Moitza Mars. Not sure how either of those are spelled out? We get that a lot. Just check our show notes for more. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to follow along and leave a review if you like our casual check-ins. Thank you for listening.